You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods, hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's begin with Saturday night. Josh Hart, new Nick, impressive in his debut. He helped the Knicks get past the Utah Jazz 126-120 on Saturday at Madison Square Garden. Hart, I thought, was exceptional in the game. 11 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, 4 steals, really filling up the box score. Jalen Brunson had another monster game now that he's reunited with his good buddy. He had 38 points in this one. Julius Randle had 31. R.J. Barrett had 20. A little bit of an uneven game for Barrett, but hit a big three down the stretch. You know, goes <laughs> par for the course for R.J. at this point in the, in the season. So let's get right into it with Josh Hart. What did you see from him, and how do you think that this play that you saw in the game one could kind of carry over throughout the rest of the season? Yeah, you know, I thought that you know they interviewed Hart and um, Hart and Brunson after the after the win Saturday night on MSG, and um, Rebecca Harlow asked Brunson, you know, what what does he bring to the table? Essentially, what can Nick fans expect from him? And, and Brunson's first word was everything. You know, um, you know, I, 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 whatever we need, he's been the player. He's been that player since day one. That's just who he is. And I think that kind of sums up, um, you know, Josh Hart in, in a sentence, in a word. Um, and it's kind of what we predicted. I thought we were both really high on the trade. We both thought it'd be a great addition. Yep. And, you know, and the player showed why in, in his first game. Um, I, I, You know, if you want to, he checked in with about five minutes left in the third quarter and never checked back out. You know, I think that kind of, you know, speaks to his importance on the team. Um, you know, the, 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 the trust he immediately has in the coach um, because he does all the things that you want. And we saw all those yeah. within the 25 minutes, box out, set screens, keep loose balls alive, find, you know, get an offensive rebound, kick it out for a three pointer, um, you know, talk on defense, um, just, you know, hit corner three pointers, just all, everything that, you know, that you could kind of want, from an elite role player. Um, we got a taste of it Saturday night and, 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 and heart, um, you know, it was just really that, that, that's what you were hoping to see. Um, and, and, and that's what he delivered. Uh, you know, you, you only get a first chance to, to make a first impression and, and he certainly made the most of it. Yeah. It's like, I've been saying pretty much since we kind of broke the topic of Josh Hart potentially becoming a Nick was he's the guy that the Knicks to me were missing. They were missing a glue guy. They were missing a glue guy, particularly on the wing, who can guard multiple defenders. We saw his defense in that game. We saw his ability to uh, hit loose balls. Like, how many games a season from the Knicks did you see long rebounds go to the other team and then hit a big three or extend a, extend uh, an offensive possession that, that will crush the Knicks? How many times in that game on Saturday did you see Josh Hart running down loose balls, running down long rebounds for either defensive rebounds or offensive rebounds? The guy just uh, he plays with an edge, even though he's kind of like a gentleman, you know, off the court. He is he just he's awesome. Um, I thought in this game, like I said, the rebounding and and the, and the shot making, he's a big three down the stretch was great. And you know, the shot making, we'll see how much that carries over in terms of the three ball. I think he was two for three in that game. But I almost think the thing that most impressed me was the assists. I mean, some of these passes, and it was just making the simple pass because sometimes we see some of these guys, Julius Randle, RJ. Sometimes they get the ball in the paint. They sometimes want to make the most complicated pass to a guy or, who's not. Yeah. Or, or when RJ has the ball at the, at the three point line and Obi Toppin screaming. And, I'm yeah. Over. He doesn't. Yeah. They don't pass at all. Right. Yeah. There's times where they get tunnel vision or they don't, they don't make a play. And to see Josh Hart multiple times on that stretch, just get into the paint and just deliver the ball on time, on, on target to RJ in the corner. He had some other guys. I think he had Brunson at one point, like, that's just simple basketball. But, I mean, that's winning basketball. And the fact that he came in on night one had such an impact, I think he had to be really excited 
with what you saw from him. Yeah, I think the best thing you can say about Hart is he would fit in with the 90s Knicks with Mason yeah. and Ewing and, and Starks and Oakley. Like he's a guy you could definitely see fitting in and earning the respect of those guys because he plays hard. He plays gritty. He's not afraid to do the dirty work. Um, and that's the type of player. And and he even talked about it. You know, he basically said, like, I know New York respects a blue collar, you know, work, work ethic. Um, somebody that's willing to do the dirty work, you know, the, the stuff that doesn't necessarily show up in the box score. That's what I'm going to do. Um, and and I'll, that's why I think it's a great fit, you know, kind of alluding um, that that he envisions himself here long term. And I think the Knicks do as well. So, um, yeah, just a, a, a wonderful uh, introduction to a player. Um, and we'll see if it carries over Monday night. And again, he's not going to have great games. You know, there's going to be games right. where he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have standout performances because that's kind of the nature of the beast when you're kind of a three and D wing. And, you know, and, and you know, you, you, especially it looks like he'll be coming off the bench. Um, but. You know, it, I I was kind of charting just that first game, like those those little small things that he did. You know, the loose balls kept the ball alive, boxed out so a teammate could get a rebound. Um, yeah. You know, you figure in his first game, oh, there's three or four of those, but it, it quickly you quickly realize it's 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 darn near every possession. Um, he does something that helps a team win, and uh, like you said, he's a winner. Uh, that's that's probably the best way to classify him. And I think one of the things I can't you can't lose sight of as well with a player like Hart is that kind of energy and that kind of play is infectious. Yeah. So like Nick's not having a guy like that really. Uh it hurts them because they don't see the guy going after the loose ball. And they you know I'm not saying they don't have guys that hustle because Harden's not hustles, Grimes hustles, but but not having a guy who's who's experienced, a guy who has uh has played in this league for a little while and who is a pure just uh intangibles guy, like that should affect the other guy. You should see Randall play with a certain level of edge. You should see RJ play um, I think that you'll see a, a great impact because of what Josh Hart brings to the table. You see a guy playing that hard, you, you can't help but uh, you know join in on the effort. So I think that he had uh, a really great debut, and and we, we saw in this game, you know, Josh Hart come off the bench in this one, and the way Tibbs kind of handled the rotations on the stretch was interesting. Uh, you know, it seemed like kind of Grimes quickly and RJ kind of were essentially rotating time during that stretch as Hart played the entire way. Um, it leads to the question, do you see Josh Hart as a guy who definitely closes most games? Do you think this is going to be kind of a by-committee situation moving forward? And does he have a case to start, given how he played? And, you know, we're starting to see Quentin Grimes uh, struggle with his jump, his jump shot a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think he certainly does have a – could make a case that he should start. And, and in, in fact, I think the better fit would be him replacing Barrett as opposed to re replacing Grimes. Um, just because of how, um, you know, how he would fit alongside Brunson and Randall. Um, but it, just as far as like the, the starting issue, I don't think he'll start and I don't think he'll start going forward. It seems like he's comfortable coming off the bench. It's probably best for the Eagles of all involved. Um, if he stays that way for a little while, if somebody gets injured, then he, you know, then he gets inserted into the starting lineup. I could see it as a situation where he never comes back out of the starting lineup. Um, for the time being, I think it makes sense to leave him at, as the, you know, kind of the sixth man. Um, and when people, even before the trade, like, you know, uh, buddies asking me, like, do you think he'll start? You know, who do you think he'll bump? I said, I don't, I don't know if he'll start or not, but I think he'll be the 
part of the closing five, which is, you know, the, the more important situation. And as well as hard plate, it introduces some complexities. There's some some ripple effects um, when hard play that well and plays the final, you know, basically 17 minutes of the game. Um, Emmanuel quickly, who played well on, on Saturday night, yeah. 15 points, five boards. Um, he logged less than 25 minutes. It's only the second time since Christmas he's played wow. less than minutes um grimes uh, played poorly saturday night the second bad game in a row for grimes who was not knocking down shots uh, he played just 22 minutes it's the first time he's logged less than 28 minutes since mid-december um mm. so, you know so that just kind of goes to show you that um there's going to be there, there's an impact here um and then obviously deuce mcbride um was it was a dmpcd right. it's the first time since late november um he has not played at all um you know tibbs is we were kind of wondering would he keep that nine man rotation he did in fact stick with nine guys and Deuce was the on the outside looking in. Um, it, it's it you. It's very hard to argue um, that uh, you know that that Hart should have seen right. less playing time. We saw the impact that he had. Um, you know, it's hard to argue that Grimes should have got more minutes because he you know scored one point, missed all his field goal attempts. Um, so he needs to play better. He needs to knock down shots. I think he will. Uh, I think that'll come. Um, but again, you know, on nights, it, you know, prior to Saturday night this season, if Grimes was struggling as bad as he did, Tibbs didn't have another option. So, so Grimes right, would, yeah, you know, um, if if RJ struggles on a given night, you don't really have another option. So, you know, RJ even when he's playing poorly and inefficiently and not seeing the floor and getting beat defensively, he's still going to play 33, 34 minutes a night. That's no longer the case. So, I think it it, it amps up a little bit of pressure, not only. Does seeing Hart play as well as he does, you know, uh, as, as hard as he does, kind of ratchet up the intensity for all the guys on the floor. Um, I think it ratchets it up the competitive intensity just within that little tr that trio. Um, you know, I think on any given night, it's going to be those, you know, those four guys are going to divvy up minutes. Um, Grimes, IQ, Barrett, and Hart. And I think it's going to, it might be a little bit, you know, let's say they play a team with, um, that has a, you know, a few quick perimeter players, you know, then you want IQ in there. Um, right. you know, like Brunson. If you're playing a team that like the uh, like the Jazz, who, who have three seven footers on the floor basically at all times, you might want a little more length. So therefore, Hart is a, is a better fit. Um, so I think those are the kind of situations. And obviously, if a guy's knocking out shots, if he's six for eight from the field that game, all that stuff will get factored in. But um, it'll be very interesting to see how Tibbs um, kind of you know distributes the minutes. Uh, going forward, he didn't have, you know, it, 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 now that there are, you know, legitimate competition for those minutes, especially on the wing, um, it'll be very interesting to see how Tibbs handles it. Yeah. And even though Tibbs stick to the nine man rotation outside of Brunson and Randall logging in normal 39 minutes in this game. Right. Uh, everybody else had really reasonable totals yeah. when it came to their minutes. RJ had 34. Ryan, you mentioned 22, uh, quickly 23, Hart 26. Like the fact that Hart is a more viable guy to play for 26 minutes as opposed to playing McBride those kind of minutes, it could end up helping really all those guys who play in the backcourt and um, yes. and on the wing because they could all rotate minutes and, and keep them more fresh. And I think that it will be a, a great benefit to someone like Quentin Grimes. So I think maybe seeing a little bit of the uh, sophomore wall, maybe not a rookie wall per se, but it might be a little bit of a sophomore wall because, you know, you can see the shot is, isn't really uh, connecting right now and, and he may need some time uh, not playing 30 minutes every single night, you know, considering this was a guy who didn't play much last season. It, totally. And I, I think that's a really good point because, you know, people forget he only played in 46, only started six exactly. games. Last year. 
He's up yeah. to 42 starts. He only logged a total of 700. Uh, I'm looking at it now 86 minutes. He's already at over 1400 now. So he's at double those minutes. Um, so it's exactly. kind of the, you know, the transition, the reason for the rookie, you know, that the rookie wall in the NBA is you play 30 games in college to go to 82 in the NBA. It's a big <laughs> transition there. Um, yeah. So you're right. His legs up, might be a little bit tired. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to be something to, uh, to follow, but this was overall a, a good Knicks win. I mean, this is a game. It's funny to see these games and like, you're like, wow, that's a game that you wouldn't have won. But it's like always sometimes for different reasons. Sometimes it's because, you know, Randall, uh, you know, is playing with a certain level of focus. Um, and he played really well in this game as well. You know, sometimes it's a lot of times it's Jalen Brunson being able to organize a team and get good shots down the stretch. And that was a game I thought uh, with Josh Hart and, and his effort and his hustle and his uh, clutch shot making and his clutch decision making where I'm like, I don't know if the Knicks win this game last week. Like, I, like, you know, you see that lead and you see it evaporate and you kind of I, I wonder if they win that game last week without Josh Hart. I, I think there's a chance they don't, you know, so uh, credit to the Knicks. Big win is when they need to, to, to have when you're playing a jazz team that's, you know, a solid team, but a team that's, you know, under 500 and that maybe about to hit the, to hit the downside now that they lost their starting point guard in Mike Conley. And that's a great deadline. They also lost Vanderbilt and Beasley. So um, definitely a good win for the Knicks. So 